Okay, Slay. What's going on? Let me ask you a question. What's really good, though? Okay, so... What do you think? Like, if Dobie didn't die, what do you think he would mean to the Alabama music scene? Like, what? how do you think... If he was still alive, how do you think that that would have impacted Alabama as a whole? Because a lot of people look at him like he was supposed to be Alabama's savior when it comes down to... I, th I think he was like the Alabama's biggie. <laughs> if you ask me. He was... Like the baby? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people compared him to that. I mean, because even with like his album, his app, his, um, his, um... Cover like the cover of his album, like they they refer to it as like you know biggest smiles, and I guess you I can see what you're saying with that because you know everybody say Biggie had actually performed. That's how he got on with Bad Boy. Like he performed, well he freestyled, and he freestyled by the the tie that um Puffy was wearing. So it was effortless raw talent. Yeah, it's like it didn't look like nothing was. Uh, Artificial, it just mm -hmm. looks natural. Like that's what he's supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. So, so you think that him still being alive? You think that would have motivated people? You think he would have opened up doors for other artists? I definitely, I definitely do. Cause you know, being from Alabama, you know how it is and where yeah. we come from and how hard it is to even get noticed. Not alone, just in the city, but in the state. So, yeah. And him making it out, it would have, of course, encouraged others and motivated them. To dig deeper, push themselves to the limit. That's true. That is something that you know you can't really count on. Who gets motivated by who? As a motivation or something, you can't really buy. So we discuss questions like that and other questions on the following episode. That's episode twenty coming up on the Witty Committee. We discussing hip hop. What ifs, the biggest what ifs in hip hop. This is Annie's Austin speaking to you, little bitch. And uh, your big yeah. homies, big homie. Hey, and this uh, damn slap. Yeah, that's super slap. That's super slap. Young Glacier, boy, too cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all stay tuned, hold it down, make sure y'all listen to us for the money. from It's the Widdit Committee, young, talented, gifted, black love and politic talk. Not loving hip hop, but it's knowledge we give out. I hope that you can catch it and try to run it back without fumbling the shit we kicked off. It's not for the simple minded, more for the gifted. I give my opinions. Hope you can rebuttal the shit that I kick. If you can't, then be quiet. Take a seat and just try to soak up the wisdom we spilling. Widdit Committee, gotcha. Throw up your W's, tell us what's up with you, then we gon' talk about it. We not those other fools This ain't your typical Hypocritical dummy news They do that shit for views We do this for the youth Who come behind us In the trenches you'll find us Giving game in the brains Of the youngest To remind them Of the greatness inside them Let them know that they can become Whatever they wanna be Just look at me I'm a young black lion And yeah I'm full of pride 
chilling with my lion is product of my environment Whether it's brown, dirt, green grass Or an iron fence Or a picket fence Don't matter Long as you get through it With motivation, dedication, and wittiness Hard work and greediness Even the sky is limitless You wanna know what my definition of witty is Or what wit it is That's what wit it committee is Throw up your W's Tell us what's up with you And we gon' talk about it Yeah, we gon' talk about it Throw up your W's Tell us what's up with you And Bell gon' talk about it Anise gon' talk about it Austin, the always authentic on Annie's Austin, the vivid voice, and I'm sitting next to your big homie's big homie, Belle Brown. Gang, gang. I'm also so excited because I'm sitting amongst friends. Like, I'm talking, we got friend of the show, Kaz. This is my, y'all already know how to get behind Kaz. I'm talking about Raw is Law, no rubber. Oh, oh well. yeah. Yeah, Raw, Raw. I remember that. Um, we got Cassin over there. We got T Chiller, your king favorite thriller. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, main squeeze at ease on the P's, T's. <laughs> See, talking about, yeah, okay. And we also, <laughs> and we also have. Mr. Eugene, right, who has become a regular. This is like a second home to him. Oh, sweet, over sweet, yeah, 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 yeah. Today, 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 we are going to be talking about what ifs in hip hop history. But before we get to what ifs, let me say what is. Y'all, y'all gotta give me, y'all gotta excuse me, but I gotta salute my partner in crime, Bell. For today and yesterday, holding the Witty Committee down when I was not available to do so. We ran behind, rather. Um, we was two episodes back. We was backed up. Yeah. We hadn't got those episodes out to you. And, and Belle was like, okay, now. Nah, I wish them up. Like, I get some dirt and stuff. Like, <laughs> Belle took the uh, initiative. And uh, when I wasn't able to do that, and he got those episodes out to y'all. So, y'all now have access to episode 18 and 19. Yeah, also, yeah. today, um, Belle came in and set up um, so that the show would look like it is because if y'all had to depend on Anise to get this started then y'all probably would be upset um but i don't care um so before i talk about what if i need to talk about what is and show love to my very 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 dope ass partner who i could not move this shit without give my boy a round of applause y'all too kind Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Y'all too kind. Thank you. Okay, anyway, now you can take over now. Well, it is July 3rd, 2019 at 7 o'clock, so it is another edition of Witty Wednesdays. Um, last, last week. <laughs> we'll <your> cook it. <laughs> I ain't even started drinking. So, last week, a long night. I had a post and. Um, 
the question intrigued me. I was like, man, okay, somebody said, what's the biggest what if in hip hop? Like, if you had to go back and you could rearrange something, you had a time, you had a time stone out there, Fanny the God, you could rewind time and look back at a point in hip hop where you could change the course of history, so to speak, where would you start at? So I started thinking, start going back and replaying things in my head that I was looking at the state of uh, our culture as it is right now. And I started going through all the scenarios in my head and like the ramifications that, that leave from it after you change this little one finite point in time. The butterfly effect. Yeah, so I'm sitting there and I'm trying to like wrap my head around how deep this actually goes. And like the first one that hit my head was, um, what if Big L had not died? And to me, that is an iconic point in time because what happens to New York hip-hop? Yes. Because he had a different pulse than most New York rappers and most New York uh, artists. So he was... Love you, Shatoria. He was like one of those... He was like an upgraded version of what Cameron and them came out with to me. Mm, like that, in the that, same yeah. thing. Yeah. That, uh, the way he would throw punchlines out, like he one, he the one that said that I'm so ahead of my time. My parents haven't met yet. Yeah. Like, and when I heard that, and I'm in like sixth grade, I'm like, bro, like that was like the hardest line to me. So, like, I'm going back in my head, and I'm thinking like, okay, so what is Jay at this point? Mm-hmm. Like, what happens to Jay the Kiss at this point? Cause, oh like, yeah, he you was, know, you know, that's who I was finna yeah. come up with right after that because yeah. I, I think Jay the Kiss is a direct descendant. Uh-huh. Of Big L, yeah. I, I I I would argue that point yeah. simply because of the way that he would place his punchlines. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I told you, I tell the story to everybody. Like the the line that made me want the the one bar that made me want more of hip hop was a Jada Kiss line off of Money Power Respect. Word, word, I word. sneeze on <laughs> tracks and bless you. Fuck, nigga, what the hell you just said to me? I went to school dead ass excited like that was just. You finna rap this like yourself. Why set. I sneeze on tracks and bless you? Yeah. Nick? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I sneeze on them. So, and bless you. I'm sick. You see the different levels? Yeah, yeah, come on, come on. You see what I'm saying? I'm sick. Walk in there. I'm ill. Walk you feel what I'm saying? Walk in there. I bless you, friend. I bless you. Because that's what they be saying when, when you, you sneeze. sneeze. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So okay. Okay. Proceed. Though. I just want everybody to understand. Do, do, do. By the way, Money Power Respect is a beat that I feel goes on the list of beats you should not touch if you do not have lyrical ability. What's number two? Uh, that's that's not the top one. Oh, okay. uh, my my number one. My, that's not the top one. My my number one um got to be the Quiet Storm remix. Ooh. Quiet Storm remix. Like I don't, cause it's such a downbeat. Like it allows you the space and opportunity to be able to play with stuff. Like be able to play with your rap scheme. And the beat can be boring if you aren't excited. That's true. You see what I'm saying? So you got to put on. You got to put your Nikes on with that one. My my thing mine gonna be dead president. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, 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 so, in that vein, I mean, we started to break down like little piece by little piece. Like, what is the landscape of New York City hip hop? Does Fifty Cent happen the same way? Because who's his adversary at that point? You know, he came out Summer Jam, kind of went at Jay, then he just ran over. I deal with dollars, every- boy. Who the fuck is Fifty Cent? <laughs> so he came Santa through. Boy, case of- yeah. 
he came through and then just kind of ran over all the momentum Jaru had at that point, and you know DMX was fading off before like '04 when he dropped Grand Champ. So yeah. all this stuff is happening in succession to each other. All, does all this still happen the same way if Big L does not pass? Like if Big L is not, if, is he if he's the staple in hip hop he was supposed to be? Because you think of the next ten years after his passing, that hip hop was his style. Yeah. That he was proficient in. That yeah. nobody else was really like on for real, for real at that point. People were still telling stories primarily. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. So, out that vein, what then happens to hip hop if he does not pass? Well, I think we can start off by saying, and I kind of want to get Kaz to jump in on this because this is like his stake. Like, this is like the biggest thing he say about hip hop as far as Big and Smalls. I think we can say that Death of the Greats have completely switched they have altered the the rap game completely no, no matter how big or small because and you can go as far from from biggie to Tension or whatever his name is like <laughs> what, is that? what is that man Tentacion Fantastico that's what the hoes call <laughs> whatever uh, double XXL but I think Death, because it, because it is so permanent, it does leave ripples, and we can see what happens because with Biggie passing, if Biggie didn't pass, then it wouldn't be no Jay Z. Shout out to still being Marcy right now. I mean, he still would be a part of the commission, but I mean, because they had the commission before they broke, you know, before Biggie died. But yeah. I don't think that Jay would be able to actually step out onto the field and take the crown if. If the king had not passed, you feel what I'm saying? Mm. So, no, I, I think so. Or Go the ahead. way he passed, though. Like, he got killed. You know what I'm saying? It's something different from, like, dying of a heart attack, like, or yeah. obesity or whatever, sickness or whatever. Like, he got killed, so it's like automatically he's, like, lifted up. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Uh, but this, I just think it's, like, you know, the first off. I think Jay Z is inevitable in hip hop. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's Thanos. Like he's inevitable. I I can gather that. I think it would have took. I think it would have took a longer time. I think he would have had to put. Would have had to pave more roads because, because of who all was around at that time. Like um, like listening to Prodigy from Mob Deep CD. Like New York, where hip hop was was founded. I guess mm -hmm. like there was several like. It was not uncommon to see Jay, Nas, Mob Deep, or all these different people who actually had run-ins with each other in the same vicinity. And outside of the vicinity, they'd be doing battles. And people would actually have to earn, bump with your, with your record sounded like, you would actually still have to earn the right to be, they would actually crown you as an MC. You see what I'm saying? I think Jay would be able to do that, but I think people would still be trying to treat him like he was he was the little brother. He was the little brother. I, I, it's crazy because like Jay, DMX, and Bustar went to the same high school. Yep. So like if they were that nice, that young, you would assume they would still know who this man is. Yeah. Like I don't think he took rap as serious in high school as they probably did. Yeah. But I still think he was formidable because he still realized, realized it was a vein he could tap into. I, I, I mean, my argument is not that he's he he's not a formidable opponent. He's Jay-Z. Mm -hmm. I'm simply Do you saying... Think, I'm saying that you think he, he would not be as prominent. 
Like, do you do you think Buster and DMX would be of a higher tier than Jay would be had Biggie not passed? Um, I I think that that DMX, Bust, I mean, Biggie Smalls dying ain't have nothing to do with Earl Simmons getting on drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fact, see what I'm saying? Fact, fact. So I think that um, Dogman X would still be in the position that he's in today because that was due to his own folly. Um. Sad to say, but yeah, it is. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's I mean, I love X. Yeah. So, but I don't. I don't know if Jay. I think it would have took a longer time because I think people, quite frankly, would have wanted something more. I think they would have been looking at other people more so than Jay actually taking that opportunity and making momentum. Like I think Jay looked at that as an opportunity for him to get in the door and he ain't let up since. Like, I'm not saying that Jay is not a formidable artist. I think he is inevitable. Right. I yeah. think it would have took him know. a longer time. I don't know. Here's the reason, here's the reason I make that statement. Come on. Um, because if we're, if we're speaking on the course of that, right, um, there's like two parallel timelines that work together. And we could talk about this from an artistic level of MC, mm-hmm. we could talk about this as a business thing with the hip hop industry. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? So even Jay's origin is set to be cemented in both. Yeah. If you go back to his battle MC days, he was always a nice MC battling, but he's never been the nicest rapper. Mm-hmm. Right. So even in there's documentaries that speak about how when LL was the biggest LL Cool J was straight before Drake. Let me just say that. Yes he was. So, go ahead. Stand on that. So, when LL was the biggest thing in music, and LL was still, you know, trying to prove he's the GOAT, he's bad, and all this shit, Jay-Z was actually battling him, but he was not a, he was not a recording artist. He wasn't, like, an industry artist. Mm-hmm. And his whole thing was, LL, he was like, he beat LL. It's, that's documented on record. And it's like, okay, LL's like, yeah, you nice, but I'm the one selling yeah, like yeah. <laughs> so everybody get fifty slack for that because they say he was the first person to bring album sales into it. Nah, <laughs> no. And then if you think about that course, right? Okay, that's probably what clicked in Jay Miller. Okay, I need to get a record deal. But when record labels didn't sign him, he did it himself. Right. And even his first deal was a partnership. Like that's still. I mean, we talking about what. 96-97-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-96-
that may have been something that Jay actually wanted to take advantage of. Like, I'm not going to sit up here and act like Jay isn't lyrically gifted, nor is he financially ignorant. No, he knows how to work in both realms. I think he looked at that and said, hey, man, y'all was trying to treat me like he, I was his little brother. Well, I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity to establish y'all and let y'all know that I'm not playing. Y'all didn't want to give him no label. Y'all didn't want to give him no deal, so he did it himself. So is is he just the hip-hop's greatest opportunist? No, I wouldn't give him that. You wouldn't give him that much? That'd probably be definitely somebody like uh, fucking Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> 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 or old school Lil Dicky. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Post Malone. Yeah. Post Malone. Yeah. He's making a case for it like a motherfucker. Post Malone probably <laughs> would be the greatest. Because anytime you get out of nowhere and take the fruits of hip hop, I didn't got damn mad just that quick. <laughs> anytime, we on the first one. Anytime you take the fruits of hip hop and then get out here and tell us that people shouldn't listen to hip hop, and this is a vein in which you are actually profiting, profiting from. And you come out of nowhere like that's past that's past white privilege. That is just downright That's disrespectful. Big Like yes. Star screen. Robots yeah. in the sky. <laughs> like you literally out here with the big with, like I'm talking about black eyes or white eyes or like you taking all of the culture and putting these labels on you so you can get in the door and then when you get in the door you start telling people alright y'all I'm here Miley Cyrus ain't nobody here to do that Miley Cyrus duck ass duck ass like I, all that industry plan stupid bitch okay but also can we stray too far one yep. more thing I want to throw out there too because um, with the idea of death it does create a ripple effect but on the other side of that coin it definitely uh, adds a sense of mythology around the figure that died, right? Mm -hmm. Biggest um, Miles. Biggest Miles. Like, so give me one. It's, it's his raw talent is probably some of the best raw talent hip-hop has ever seen. Precisely. And the skill of rhyming words together. Yeah. just probably one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. But, what do you feel is a better album? Ready to die or reasonable doubt? Yeah. Reasonable doubt. Sure. So we can't, and he he don't have the catalog to compete with a lot of people. He, he does not, and that, yeah, and that is just give him the mythology of like he was the greatest. Like yeah. skill wise, yes, he had the best raw talent ever. Yeah, and he put on for a particular demographic, and he brought in a lot of people. Like that that wave, Bad Boys Run at that oh, point, yeah. that was unstoppable. Yes. unstoppable, and Biggie was the forefront of all. I mean, he had a lot of mysticism going on around him, so it was really like a, a, a situation to where we could actually look at this man and be like, wow. New York felt his loss. They they felt his loss. They felt the pain that came from, you know what I'm saying, him actually sitting up here dealing and dying. Okay, mm -hmm. what you think? I mean, I know this show, this, this, this is like the, the one of one, my nigga. Like, this is like, I know you like Biggie down to the socks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, Biggie Smiles is like. Because I, I got a whole biased opinion, like, okay. I mean, but I won't outlet. I mean, I don't know another Biggie fan of you. You be upset when people don't give Biggie his respect. I do. So. <laughs> it ain't no offense, man. Oh, no. Nah, I, <laughs> I mean, we give it Biggie his respect, but we talking real shit. I'm just biased, though. I mean, because look, man, how, how much Biggie did Jay Z use all the way up until. The Black Album, you know what I'm saying? It's not like I got 
like I can put together a montage of everything Biggie stole from anybody. Exactly. Whereas you got all this that Jay is using. Say people better call him. I'll be like, bro, you steal a lot of Biggie. Like, when you gonna make your own music? I mean, saying, I mean to be fair, Jay stole a lot of. I mean, Rockefeller is an army. Better yet, a navy. Yeah. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? So. I, don't, I mean, you can't do that with Biggie. Yeah. Biggie is just Biggie. So it's like, okay, if Biggie did not die, would you... Do you even have to listen to Jay-Z? You can hear the Biggie instead of having to hear Jay-Z <laughs> say what Biggie said. So, I mean, unfortunately, we only have a, a limited catalog to, you say, to compare it to. But I guess there is a... I don't know. I can't say that Jay-Z is inevitable. That is, I'm not going to say he's an opportunist or anything, but Biggie dying did help. Know, because now you have artists who say, well, y'all say I'm using too much Biggie, I'm going to get y'all Jay and this is it. But Jay just being Jay by himself while Biggie was around wasn't putting Jay where Biggie was at at the same time. So that's He was I little brother. Yeah. He was a little brother. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, he was talented, but as, as we said earlier, like, Jay was talented, but you are surrounded you're, you're, the person that you are standing directly next to mm -hmm. is the king of hip-hop at this very moment. Yeah, you might be nice, but you you also in are inside of the commission, which people gonna like face card, bro. People gonna respect some of you because Biggie has already attached his name to you. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And uh, Jeremy Harris just said in the comments, Jay used a lot of slick Rick rhymes too. Yeah. So that's another storyteller that was influencing that era of hip hop that everybody kind of chose whatever flavors they but wanted. But where to do from. we cut the line between paying homage and biting though? That's that's what I was gonna go to, Nick. Cause I'm like, yeah. that, that man said, if I say a big verse, I yeah, big up my saying? brother. He's just up his brother. I yeah. mean, if I have the allure at this point, and every word I say ends up being quotable, why not quote him? So I, now people realize where this came from. So now you can go back. It's like leaving breadcrumbs. Yeah. If I if I rap a Biggie verse, and the people that listen to me never listen to Biggie. When they find out, they start speculating. When they go back and listen to about Biggie O stuff, it's like, oh, this is actually dope. Biggie is still alive. The exactly. Jay's rhymes. Exactly. Okay. What? I mean, okay. Yeah, well, if that's, that's the case, cute. you can say the same thing about Fat Joe and Big Punisher. Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, yes. Nigga say I must have fine pun rhyme book. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. what Big Pun means. I thought you said Big Punisher. No. Punisher. Punisher. That's all. The only don't. <laughs> The only the only pause I got with that one Ice is like Pun and Joe don't rap alike at all to me. So when Yeah, Pun was a spiller. Like Joe writes, Joe like Rick Ross to me. He like a up north Rick Ross. Like the big lavish the big lavish dude, everything he say is written, so on and so forth. What? That just that though. What? Fuck no baby. I can't give you that one. I can't say pun and, and Rick Ross. No, he's saying no, Fat Joe and Rick Ross. Oh, shit. Fat Joe and Rick Ross. You don't like Rick Ross? Quit, what you talking about? I like Rick Ross, but I'm saying, listen, Fat Joe songs only good with other people on I was about to say the same thing. I'm not saying they're the same caliber artists. I'm saying that's that, that, if you had a... Fat Joe's a cat. That's don't what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Love, don't you be hunting, like the man, Joe's like the he's a man representation of like gangster Latino. I hate black people. Rap your favorite, um, <laughs> Fat Joe <laughs> verse. <laughs> What's <laughs> 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 Rap your favorite
Shit. I mean, the reason Nigga why... Nigga said I must have found Pun Ramble. I know that part. God damn, it's on. We'll talk about it later. The only right. reason why I compared the two is because Fat Joe, when if, if Big Pun was still doing what he was doing in the hip-hop community the way that he was, Fat Joe would have still been a little brother. Yeah, he still... I mean, he was, was in Fat the, Joe was. What would DJ Khaled be? A sand <laughs> <laughs> Time not only had Fancho, they had Cuban Links, they had um, what's the boy who used to sing? Uh, and had Remy, and then after damn, after damn pun died, it was just Fancho, yeah, Remy Mom went to jail, and then it was just she had no scene no more. All they do is dig, hey, all they do is dig, yeah, nigga don't say no more. All they do is dig, but uh, I, 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 I know we done branched off a lot, so like. That was my initial thought, like when I first saw it, like what is the biggest what, what if I had? And that was because what is the culture of hip hop in New York had that man stayed alive? Yeah. Had he still been able to compete because that's what he was. He was a competitor. Like you spit, he gonna come back and spit. Like yeah. like most of the, the verses that I've ever heard him rhyme, you can still listen to now and be impressed yeah. by the wordplay in them. Yeah. And it's 2019. And I'm not saying that as a uh, discrepancy to the state of hip hop now as far as who can spit. Yeah. But I'm saying he is still on par with those people in twenty nineteen, those who yeah. can. So What's up, that, that was my that was my biggest one. When I first saw the question, it was like if I can go back to any point in time and say, okay, if this doesn't happen, what happens to hip hop? That's the first one I got. I have other ones, but yeah. I, I want I want to hear yours. I want to hear somebody else. So well, like, we do have to introduce one of the people. That oh yeah, I mean, because yeah, you know, yeah, you you you, you usually take joy in introducing this person. I'm not gonna give. I'm not gonna bust his chops because I, he. I, I mean, I, this is the first time at the studio. That, I that's yeah. what I was gonna lead that one for you because yeah. I was like, look, she usually have a special way she throw this card out whenever it's this person. With a K. Yeah, it's kill with a K. Just okay. spin the count. Yeah. It's Kill with a K. Kill in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Kill with a K has joined us as well. The unknown. The unknown. Mr. Unknown. Yeah, I know exactly who this person is. This person has been on the witty committee. He's been kind of damn regular, too. This is third time. It is. Psh, gang just. Yeah, G gang. Gang signs out the window, you bitch. <laughs> Hoping all of them to figure, you bitch. I think it's everybody third, ain't it? Shit, I mean. Yeah. It's everybody third. Yeah. On June 3rd. <laughs> Look at that. Wow. Look at that. All right, then. It's on. We talk about it. All right, then. That's bad, bro. Wait, yeah, the wizard. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. I mean, because if that's okay, Eugene have been on here like. I ain't slack. I ain't So 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 what's some of y'all's like what's if you had to think like what's the the biggest what if? Like one thing you could pull out and say, I wonder if this don't happen or if this does happen, what happens beyond that? What if Sugar Hill Gang gets paid? <laughs> Yeah. Paid. Yeah, like and 
that would have helped very much so with establishing the genre of hip hop. Yeah. Because um that would have done a that would have done a lot. Oh, okay. Sugar Yeah, Sugar Hill Kane, um Crush uh Crush Groove. Oh my god, all those movies. Yeah, yeah like I mean not Crush Groove, but uh Cold Crush. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like what if what if they were really put in bounding positions of power? Yes. Because they actually did put us in position. Well, they were actually doing the work necessary to and fighting those battles to make hip hop a a legitimate genre. You know, before then they just looked at this like it was something that you thugs did. And now it is also that is profitable, you know what I'm saying? Like what if our pioneers actually had the the power at that time to be able to maneuver on behalf of hip hop. We wouldn't have a lot of culture vultures mm. I, mean, I mean i'm assuming we, we still would because i mean everybody flocks to what is but it's almost like hip-hop almost doesn't have a say in how it's portrayed mm. like yeah. it doesn't have a say in how it's portrayed like anything is hip-hop now and that's i heard you say something too. it clicked the, it clicked the obvious what it but in a different way right so it's like uh, you know they, just, they work to make it look like something that the thugs weren't doing right mm. so and we think back to like, you know, hip hop really, really cementing and getting established throughout the eighties. There were never really thugs rapping then. They were just, you know, tough guys, right? Kim, I ain't no joke. You know, yeah. what I'm like they weren't necessarily thugs, right? The whole thug, They were pimps though. That's true. But the whole thug idea comes when Tupac branded himself as a thug. Thug uh -huh. Now, between the all of us, I'm pretty sure about as much you know, aware that Tupac wasn't really like gangster, street, cat, but because of his death, an industry painting that thug image, gangster image, after he passed away, that is what was presented as, this is how you become like Tupac, mm -hmm. and now you have an abundance of rappers in the 90s. Uh, mid-90s, late-90s, being the super thugs, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But didn't NWA like come, was. like, before? Reality raps, they came, they came a little bit before. Reality raps, okay, go ahead. You know what I'm saying? But that's around the same era with Tupac. They you want to go gangsters, though, stuff? That's yeah. probably the original source for it. Yeah. Which is weird because... Tupac. I have a whole theory of NWA separately. Yeah. <laughs> we will dive into it at some point because I think it would be delightful. But we were fortunate to see NWA for the most part, with the yeah. exception of Eazy-E, another yeah. victim of his own circumstances. Right. Um, we saw everybody grow up and mature mm -hmm. out of that. We never got that with Tupac because it was cut short. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, he was the biggest thing ever. He was in movies. He was this. He was that. He was that. He was a brilliant mind, but they portrayed the image of him being a quote-unquote thug. thug when we all knew that stood for something else and he was trying to convey a bigger message right. artistically. Right. So after he's dead, now the industry's like, do this to be Tupac. Yeah. yeah. And that's none of the shit they do that portrays him as thugs, gangsters, none, none of the shit that Tupac even really stood for. Yeah. The biggest one I had when you said that was, General. what do the what do the gatekeepers look like? Mm. Uh-huh. True. Like, if you have the people that actually help form what this culture is still prevalent, and they have the notoriety and the power to control the way Leo Cohen and Jimmy Iovine do it in the early 2000s, yeah. if the original gatekeepers still had that power, like, they were the label heads, yeah. what does hip-hop sound like after that? Like, throughout the, the, the 90s, 
throughout the early 2000s when now these people are starting to digress from being the players and now they're coaching yeah. or team owners. Like, what does that look like? That, that was the biggest one. Like, when you said that, that's what I... That's yeah. what I thought about. I mean, had, being able to control the culture and the way that it, it the way that it manifests itself in all types of like think about it. Hip hop would be something that would be curriculum. Mm -hmm. it, it would be something mm -hmm. that would be taught just like classical music is taught. Right. Yeah. Just like, you know, the blues is something that's celebrated. If we had our our gatekeepers at the beginning of this being able to keep a pulse on it and steer the way that they wanted it to go, I think that hip-hop because don't get me wrong i'm not one of those gatekeepers of hip-hop that says that hip-hop is only supposed to sound a certain way like black music is only supposed to sound a certain way because i like ratchet hood nigga shit <laughs> um i like it i like it in dosages i really do um that's I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to hold this show, but uh, you know, I keep this. Man, what well, this? This is why I, well, I this the type of shit I've been trying to talk about since they, since he said I was gonna be the co-host on the Witty Committee. This is what I do. Right. We, talk about this shit all day. Since we bring up that part of like how the, how the hip hop look, like with hands being still very much on the creative aspect, like, mm -hmm. get through the you know. Hip hop never started something like very complicated. That's a dope question, Ralph. Hip hop, and you don't stop the rock. It's not. Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. These aren't really like spitting bars. They just reality raps. Mm -hmm. um, but you get to the later version of that, which is like say Chuck D and Flavor Flav. You know, Flavor Flav just shot out, but he the hype man that mm -hmm. yeah. tie everybody to Chuck D. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's like the new standard of hip hop during late 80s early 90s mm -hmm. is that what a hype man like really got his prominence like you got your crunchy blacks yo i mean slow down like is that what that they let crunchy black rap though you just up there look <laughs> Yeah. Turn up yeah. With me on stage. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, well, nigga gangster, we in here. What I'm saying with like Chuck D and Flavor Flav, right? Like you got Flavor Flav who basically ties into everybody because he's entertaining, but then you got Chuck D sliding in the info, the knowledge, the information, and all of that. Mm -hmm. That's like the new version of what uh, the latest version of what hip hop originally started as. You know, mm -hmm. as far as like breakbeats in the park, all of that history. But then you get NWA out of nowhere, which is you know signed and put out. And masses is something so provocative, and that immediate, like the second coming of like Chuck D and getting knowledge and information out through all that movement. The second coming of that, I always feel like was Will Smith, like nineties oh. kid, all about the party, nothing negative, trying to have fun, and was a very decent rap artist at the time. He, but he when gangster rap comes in, push Will Smith right out the door. Yeah, you know yeah, he saying? couldn't swim so, in that current. You, he you, could he could not no swim. Survive in the era with Tupac and No. So it's like I mean, he but did Nas, the best he could by getting jaded. I mean, but Nas <laughs> did. Hey, look at him now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm but Nas did right get jiggy with it for him. Man, so I mean, I did not know that. <laughs> I did not know that. I mean, he did. You owe me one. Nas wrote that too. I'm just saying. <laughs> I did not know Nas wrote for Gigi. Yes. That's crazy. Cameron wrote for 3LW. Oh, yeah. I don't care about that. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm tired of your broken promises, promises. 
Promises. Can you imagine him, though? Promises. Yeah, I think that that is that is a very important question. Like, what if the originators, what if the gatekeepers really had the power that they really needed at that time? I um I have more questions like when it comes down to who chose up with who. Like one of the things I contemplate a lot, well, not a lot, but okay, what if Meek Mill never went to jail and he still stayed with Grand Hulse? Usually thirty times I mean, but I do wait. I do. I do believe. Like I did. Like I did. Like what part of the game is that make? But I think him getting with 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 um Rick Ross, it kind of bossed his flow up a little bit. It did. It did. Rick Ross. Rick Ross. How long did Meek Mill go to jail? Gonna keep talking about this same one year. Okay. And the rolling. The rolling. But like the music before he got to to MMG and when he was on Grand Hustle, like it was very raw. Like I do a thousand other things besides go to jail. He was hungry. Like man, that was the first the first and the only reason why he didn't stay with Grand Hustle was because he had to go and do that bid. But before then, like, he was a front runner for Grand Hustle. And a lot of people don't even know that because it's literally like once he got out of jail, his whole style was like Rick Ross actually had a role to play in actually reintroducing Meek Mill. Like, I think he was just Because he was Meek Mills before and now he's Meek Mill. You know what I'm saying? Because I think he was trying to get him as far away from J Mills. Mm. As possible, mm. I think it has something to do with like a I don't know, I don't know. I think it was like a legal situation. Mm. But I think I can't I can't see um, him having the creative growth that he had at, at Grand Hustle. Very true. I, I can't see the music would be better. But yeah, the popularity probably not. I can't see him being able to take the creative vows and the leaps and jumps that he had up on the Ti because yeah, Ti no. still stagnant. Ti can't. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he can't. I don't think T.I. can fully develop artists. No, he can't. At all. He can't. You have to come to T.I. Yeah. Look at, look at Troll. Look at Troll. Look at Troll. I mean, but you. Troll was one of the nicest MCs. That ain't, that ain't Tilt. That ain't Tilt's fault. I Which think. That ain't Tilt's fault. I mean. <laughs> that ain't Tilt's fault. I mean, 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 that Dro come out of nowhere and record as he want to because we know we saw everywhere. Dro was everywhere. Black boy, white boy, sway. Um, he was everywhere. Polo shop, all that. Now Dro give us a, a, a track for the summer, then he leave again, or he give us like a little project and then he leave again. I think with Ti, you have to come already, already who you want to be, and he just back you with money. So Ti ain't the mind, money. he the muscle. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. I he, I, 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 he, I he's that. not. He's not nobody that's gonna be able to. Like what? But what I, he? What Meek Mill grew up, grew to be up on the Rick Ross's um, regime. Well, regime um, or, or um, no. I know the word. Y'all just stop. Thank you. God damn it. <laughs> I just want to say it myself. Mm. You gonna pop? All right. 
But anyway, like, who he, who he grew to be up under his up under his tutelage and his and his guidance, he would not be the same individual. Therefore, I don't think that he would have ever been in a situation or into the point to sit at the table with Jay. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would have ever been in a position to um to be speaking about prison reform. Well, Meek Mill, is, Meek Mill is one of those artists. I don't think Jay he actually that. does I mean, anything unless he has the proper big homie. Yeah. Like unless he yeah. has the proper big homie to to be in the front, mm-hmm. I don't think he goes to prominence. That millionaire oh, from Mars said, "Hey, he got his back." Yeah. Like you can be a good battler. You can be the neighborhood cat that everybody like. That man, Nick can't name one battle that Meek Mill done won. No. I can't. Can't name one video. It's one video. Of him freestyling with the braids. I'm like, oh, that's from a song. Yep. That's crazy. You see what happened when he battled Cassidy. You see what happened when he got into a scuffle with Drake. Yeah. You see what happens whenever Meek Mill get into any scuffle, bro. Yep. He come behind that shit with a tweet like, ha, I still got more money than you, nigga. <laughs> and it's rolling, like, nigga, with the with the ring on my finger. He, yeah. you, okay, we we look if we if we truly look at Meek Mill career, he got what the intro and his three biggest hits got two of them got Drake. Rico, Rico. <laughs> well, four biggest hits, three of them got Drake. Rico. <laughs> What's free? Uh, at church or Amen. Uh-huh. Uh, and going bad. Other than that, what's in the, what's else in the combo? Intro. What's free? He does not go platinum <laughs> without drink. I get. I, I got you. I got you. I'm like, that's I mean, tough. I, I that's it. tough. I like me. That's I like tough. Me. But. <laughs> wow. I like me. Uh, I mean, of his career. You teaching me, bro? I'm saying, like, after a while, like, hold on, wait a minute, okay, what else? <laughs> hey. My album dropped a shoe. And he just now his, his, gotta tweet it. His verse on Bag of Money was probably like the best <laughs> I've seen him actually perform. You know what I'm saying? On a track. And, and like he came in actually showing he had the ability to change his flow mid-verse and then go back to it. Oh, like, like, that was, like you just think Meek Mill is like lower his voice fucking, a little bit. He's like Carmelo Anthony, right? Yeah! He's another nigga good. Yeah! He's just not built for either game right now. It's like he's too oh, no. good of a rapper to be a battle rapper, but he's not good enough to be in the industry. So it's kind of like, oh. like as a superstar. I can, I can, I, I, I can. Like Gohan from Dragon Ball. <laughs> Wasted potential. When you was like, oh, Gohan gonna be that. He yes. gonna be that one. <laughs> you know, I mean, he can still go Super Saiyan now, but I mean, it's okay. Going I mean, the Carmelo forward. Anthony, the Carmelo Anthony reference is pretty good because Carlo, Carmelo Anthony wound up being the person who we was just like, bitch, that nigga, I don't even want to see you no more. Cause you, you, you had potential to be. This and you stopped giving as much effort because you got comfortable and yep. you just didn't do this. I mean, I think they both give effort. I just think that it's they don't enough. have a, he don't have a way to, to adapt to this climate. I think he it was an era where he wasn't he was coasting and then he started applying pressure and the moment had already faded. Nah, because even with like even say say Meek right like you can't tell me he's not a good rapper when you listen to stuff like on even on the latest album by himself like the championship thing song. Oodles and noodles. Yeah, oodles and noodles, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he's passion. He's nice. He's nice. And he's saying some very important and very heavy shit. Yes. It's just, 
these albums are not what's meant for the climate right now. Yeah. And they don't gravitate to as well because it's like, okay, we heard the story, we know the story, we see the story. Same thing you said, like, how many times we're going to talk about going to jail? And they don't have replay value. They don't at all, but yeah. they're that's nice when you hear them at first. Yeah, at face yeah it's, it's like yeah. one play. I mean, and I think that is something that's for the... Uh, on the contrary, I think that is something that fits the narrative right now because people don't even process music the same way. Like people yes, will listen, people, people will listen to an album one time, and that's all they need to be able to sit up here and classic. campaign. It's a classic, it's a classic. It's nigga. Nigga, put put that bit, and it's like no, bro. Like tracks. stuff, stuff just not, stuff does not have replay value like yes when we look at what an artist is and we strip them down to what the skeletal remains of a artist is you can rap okay yes meek mill can rap meek can rap meek is passionate it's nothing like there's is it, no is he protein. not an entertainer it's, it's not that you know i think part of it is it's not well, this conversation that we're having, like, this is our conversation. That's how True. we feel, right? You feel what I'm saying? Uh -huh. The people who spend the money on to hear Meek Mill don't most likely look anything like it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a lot of artists, not just them, that get caught up in, I know I got my people, but the people who are buying it that really control this industry, this is what they want to hear. We the demographic, yeah. I think we pretend like the people some most time making music for us, but they get their money from people who do not look like us. Yeah, that's the reality of the situation. Wait, sometimes I think we get bad music because low kid went for us because we are not the people really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I can agree with that, but the thing is, as a as a hip hop connoisseur, I know you might not be making this album for me. And if it sucks, it's gonna suck. Like I'm gonna say that I know you probably ain't making for me, but I'm gonna listen to it because I want to listen to this, and you will be judged based on the on, with the credentials that I judge all other all other artists. Like if I'm listening to your album, even though I could tell when you've made a commercial track, like oh he probably gonna release this as his single. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, this probably a single track, man. He probably releases this is a song for the ladies. You know, like oh, this is a song for the for the Western house. This is a song for the gangsters and the hustlers. I get that, but at some point, you can see which artists I control are slaves to demographics and not just making organic music. And that is one reason why the hype beast culture is what's deteriorating or picking at the the walls of hip-hop because you can listen to music one time you can listen to music one time and people will be ready to give their opinion and give a review of an album yeah, and it's like midnight they saying it's a classic it's man this shit flames and you will never listen to this they album again songs. like bruh what year was that like um speaking of rick ross bro we when rick ross put out his album and we was talking about how like rick ross nobody um, what's the one with Scientology on it? It just dropped. Like Mastermind? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no, no, no. This I'd just rather, dropped. I'd rather you than me. Rather you than rather me. You me. I definitely got to be for that album, but I digress. <laughs> um, I would probably say it's one of the same ones I have, but because, I mean, Rick Ross is, um, he is undeniably 
one of the finest ears when it comes yes. down to pr produ yes. production. Undeniably, yes. like we're not even finna sit up here and pretend like Rick Ross picks beats the best way. Like he you know, what I'm saying? he yes. he does. Yes. It is it is it is constructed correctly. Like it's people up north that can't do. You can't get beats together. Like he makes his albums flow, mm -hmm. and it's like still. He will do this, and then J. Cole will pro will put an album out, or Kendrick will put an album out, and we will automatically rank, we will automatically call their albums classic, but not Rick Ross's. And it's like, but that shit ain't even got replay value. But because I can you listen know, Rick to Ross line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They can choose it with their lines, yeah. though, because there'd be a lot of people who'd be doing lines, and we'd be like, well. It was a gangster that know he went to that performing arts school. And did ballet. You know what I'm saying? And did ballet. And respected the women. Tupac had a nose ring, too. Yes! Before you go there, before you go there, I got a question just for you. I thought about this. So you said it. Why are some of the best rappers great actors? Is it because the aura around the fact that they have talent as the front? Or are they just that good at performing? I think in some cases, uh, it's like a combination of that too. When you rap about something, and then you get a character that embodies all that stuff you've been rapping about. Mm -hmm. And it's actual, it's natural. Like when Cameron was Rico, like that just flowed together for him. He was yeah. like, you know, he auditioned. He was like, he scared everybody because he came to the interview with a guy on him. And everybody like, oh, okay. You, you, you got his job. <laughs> like, you know. Like, it's the scene where he punched a nigga in the face. He actually dated that. wasn't playing. Did. It's just like, oh, this is me. I, be me. I guess for some actors, like, you have to pretend to be somebody. You know you're not unrelated, this, that, and the other. Like, you got actors that play men that love black women, but they married to a white lady in real life. You know, mm -hmm. or whatever, things of that nature. But I think it's one different thing when you get a, a character that you are on the inside or somebody that you want to be or somebody you relate to. It was like, damn, Tupac was definitely versatile. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, I, I mean, it was an amazing actor. Yep. I, but most of them are. Like, I, it's only, I feel like, two decisions between Will Smith and Tupac mm -hmm. during the early 90s. Like, it's only like one or two decisions. Both of them, if you look at who they were before they actually got to the point where they were making music, they were the same person. Yes. So, if one or two decisions for Tupac go differently, like, who is he? Because he's still a great actor. Like, we can't take that from him. The man was a great actor. But where is he in hip-hop? Is it the same way as Will is now? Is it reversed? I mean... Uh, I don't know, man. I think Tupac acting career would have been major, too. I mean, his, his... I mean, but you do have to take into consideration all of the things, like... Like, like when you say we have to pick and choose with this, with this making us like who we saying is lying. Like the first time people saw Tupac Shakur, he was a part of the Humpty Dance. Like he yeah. was a part of this <laughs> underground. Like, like the first time we saw him, he was doing it. Getting carried on. He was getting carried. Yes, like on the little. With a like, stick in his hand. He was a gimmick. He was a gimmick. He was a whole tip. He was a whole tip. <laughs> he was a whole whole tip. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, like, big ass on the thing, the Your name literally was MC New York, nigga. Come on, son. Like, but 
despite all of that, we allow him to be the face of West Coast rap. Right. Well, uh, I don't think that was our generation that did that. Of course not. But we didn't argue about it if we were we if we weren't alive to see it. Like we came in to live and die in LA. Is the black like, we like okay? You know, we didn't we didn't have any say so on who the, who the hell he was. But by then, everybody had already stamped him with being. I mean, they named it East Coast versus West Coast beef. Mm -hmm. Come on, son. Like he was automatically the face of the West Coast. And that's what challenges me to look at Biggie a little way because it's like you could have hit him. And didn't. And didn't. And didn't. Like, you really could have derailed this man's career if you truly wanted to, like he swung at you. That's the reason why, like, I remember we had that conversation about hit him up yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. After Tupac first on hit him up, I turn it off. I, fuck I don't have to hear nothing else. Do you realize Tupac was talking shit before the mic even came? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can take motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> First off, what you come in mid-sentence when that record starts. <laughs> Like, hey, damn, for no, you nigga. Yeah. He's like, the star on the track. He like, man, fuck all that. Like, he just went. I love that energy. So like, I do yeah. love that energy. Just come out here, bust out. Fuck nigga, gangsta, bitch, nigga, yeah. I'm with all that. That's, I, I love that energy. But it was all a farce. It was. It was all like, a farce. Like he got too attached to that character that he was he knew what he meant by that character. He yes. Knew, but he didn't know how to control it. Yes. It was like his greatest performance art, like on some Heath Ledger playing the Joker. <laughs> 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 well, he was on point tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he was on point. He knew exactly what he wanted to go yeah. with it. Like, he had already started establishing little plans and stuff. Like, I'm going to get the Bloods and the Crips to do a treaty. Uh, thug life. This is what thug life really means. And then he had to, I mean, essentially... They said, hey, man, you got to live that gangster shit you talking about. And he went, and he got into a fight with somebody, and they came back and were like, yeah, 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 do, 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 do. You know what I'm saying? So, is that why, is, is, is that why Pop caught the attention he did? Or the hell he did? Because there's some artists people don't do nothing to. Tupac got shot multiple times. Tupac used to, Tupac wasn't running around with 500 security guards. He was just in a car with him and shoes. Like, yeah. And went out and fighting fighting people in the public. Right? Tupac was the first, was amongst one of the first artists that was like, hey, nigga, you, you don't believe Fat Meat Grease. That's what this was. That's what this was. Okay, thug life. Okay, let me tell you what happened on the end of it when the camera's off. See, you just playing. You just playing. He was trolling. Yeah, you just trolling before trolling. Oh, like, somebody had enough. Somebody was like, okay. You okay, fuck nigga, you. I'm putting in the ways out. Yeah. 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 And Goddamn came through with that Michael Jackson. Put it up. 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 Because you bring that up, uh, I wanted to go to the other end of that too, right? Like how we was talking about earlier, like, you know, Pac was just overly admin, like going at people and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. Biggie could have hit Pac, but uh -huh. Biggie was good, but uh -huh. that's not who he is and what he did. He did the battles in the early days, but not, that's not really what It he was did. more freestyle than yeah, battle. Battle, right? Yeah. Cole really just trying a, to make here's it. Here's another argument for Jay, right? After Biggie's gone, right, mm -hmm. and understanding the dynamic and understanding that hip-hop can get out of hand, Jay opened up the invitation for everybody in New York to take over. That's yeah. some shit neither Biggie nor Tupac really would have did. 
Tupac maybe because he was going. He was. He, I mean, he, he was, was just out here with the East Coast. Yeah, shit, right? yeah. And that was that was that was that's a good. And then point. was toning it down like I'm from Baltimore. I got love for these. This ain't about East and West. It's about me and him. Like, yeah. He toned it down after he incited it. Yeah. But Jay opened up the realm for everybody to take over. I think that was because of that. Nas hit him hard. Yes, he did. He busted his lip. He was like, ooh. <laughs> he won because Nas was the only person to make Jay act out. The only one. That's the reason why Jay even gave that nigga a, a nod to him. He was the only one to make him react. He was the only one. That nigga dropped ether. That nigga went to the radio station right then. He just pulled up. He popped that and went in and recorded Super Ugly. That's the only time Jay has ever reacted like that. Let me, okay, so lane, lane switch. And this is coming to your point. Skirt, skirt. So, if that's the case, if, if that's the only person to make Jay get out of character mm -hmm. in his in his career, the beginning stage of his career, that was his that was his equal. Is that why? I want you to go into the what if that you had. I don't want to go there yet. I want you to talk about Dro. You want me okay? okay. Cause I I feel like that was a set because I feel the same way about that. No, I'm a, I'm, like, a, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get my my particular. I know how I want to say it. Okay, with okay. It. I don't want to say it with it. Okay, okay. Thank you. Why well, the minute I care what's your business? You just saying quiet. Yeah, man. Mind you, man. Listen, man. Stupid. Kill the K. What you, you gotta? You gotta? What? Give me a point in hip hop that if you get to change this moment, you either make it happen or you can stop it from happening. Like, give me something in hip hop that this is your biggest what if. Like, if this takes place, like. You want you are most interested in seeing what the landscape of hip hop looks like after it. Um, like I said, realize you've been listening. Yeah, yeah, I take way back. Back in the time. Yeah. No, baby, no, baby, no, baby. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I mean, what you want? I mean, like I said, yeah, I just took it way back. Uh, and really, when I got like super, super interested in hip hop, it was more so like. My biggest influence was J. Cole. I ain't gonna lie, because uh, when, I, when I first caught him in like, the warm ups and like uh, Friday Night Light tapes, that kind of like, that kind of like took me up. That was like, what is this? So, uh, I don't know. My biggest what if, and I, I, I probably, I'm probably just thinking like off beat. My biggest what if would have been like, what if I would have never, what if J. Cole would have never like, well, you're an artist, and you're talking about the person who influenced you, so, I mean, that would be like a no-brainer, like, what if my influencer never had the opportunity to influence me? Like, how, how would that impact my style? And then, I guess they go, like, even if we talk about now, like, with J. Cole, I guess they go back to, like, what if, with, like, y'all were talking about earlier with uh, Jay-Z. Uh, and Biggie, you feel me, those type of conversations happen like that, like, what if those things would have transpired the way they did, uh, so I, like I said, I just been sitting back listening because after, after all that, it, it really do kind of trickle down. It is a domino effect because if this one happened to Biggie, then that one happened to Jay-Z, exactly. and then Jay-Z wouldn't have been able to create a lane for, for J. Cole. J. Cole. Yep. 
So I, like after that conversation, like that was really just on my mind like the whole time. Like, I, the, the biggest thing I got straight out the gun on that is is J. Cole still a Southern artist? Yeah. Like, well, is he is he at that point and a like, Southern artist? Because you don't look, you don't think about the South and think. Yeah, he, J. Cole. He's definitely like a hybrid. Yeah, like, so is he a Southern artist at that point? Is he a Southern artist? I mean, he's from North Carolina. He's from North Carolina. That's technically the South, but he's very much like East Coast. Yeah, he, he. I mean, the baby, the baby is from doggone North Carolina. They don't sound nothing alike. Then they, I mean. I didn't know he was considered a Southern artist. I mean, but I, I just Technically? No. He's from the South. Is that what he's going by? I've never heard I've him never say heard put him on for the South or nothing. I think he just, I think he just put his. He just from there. I mean, he's he's he always talks about it, but in a very yeah. Uh, he ain't got no damn cerebral way. Live from the saying. South, like he like, talked. Yeah, some New York niggas thought it was funny calling us bammers, laughing at the grammar because they didn't understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he has some bars about that. No. But. <laughs> I mean, but I mean that's kind of the reason why I don't want to remove that because I think that people think that if you're from the south, then you automatically have to sound like this. And I know people like in in the city uh-huh. that don't, don't sound like they from Birmingham. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. But it's the crib. After 2010, it don't even matter where you're from. You're from the internet. Right. He's on fire. Yeah, real shit. Like, the last real deal great New York rapper I can think of. <laughs> Why is that a funny? Why is that a funny? Why is that a funny? <laughs> uh-uh. I ain't looking at that. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm ready to hear it. Me too. I did not think of that. <laughs> I mean, it was the last, I feel like, great, pure, raw, I'm so motherfucking New York, New York rapper. Was 50 cents. After, after that, the savior of New York was supposed to be fucking Troy Ave. And then, nah, nigga, nah, nigga, nah, nigga. It was supposed to be Mano. It was supposed to be Mano. It was. All these niggas was like internet blog crazy, like, oh, this is the savior of New York. Nah, say Nah, Troy Ave was a 50.2. That's who Troy Ave was, but the nigga. Especially how he was talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah nigga. Oh my god, <laughs> 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 that bitch look, look like a ninja turtle. Stupid ass, dumb ass. That nigga took a bullet on me. Oh god, he, he was trying to use the fifty playbook. Yes, he was. He slapped Young Bird. Like, yeah. you ain't even gonna play somebody. Then he take a chain too. Yeah, yeah. he slapped the uh, little seats. That was funny. Yeah, that was. That was. I mean, I don't. I mean, what that for Kim? No, bro, because Lil Cease was on the video talking all this stuff about Mano, and then Mano ends up putting up and firing him up. Like, that's crazy. That ain't no was not going on the internet, bro. He was like in the middle of the recording. I guess somebody like, hey, bro, he died here on the air talking about you right now because he pulled up and slapped him. But you get points for slapping Lil Cease? Like, I mean, it, 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 it
Possibly be in contention is Jesus' first album. I feel like I want to argue that. Like, you want to. You want to. You want to. But, but once you, you need, go through you it, need facts. Yeah. No. You want to argue. You want to. Come back next week. <laughs> well, I mean, but I feel like in that vein, it was so, like, because they came at a point where the South was just winning, right? Mm-hmm. And even though, like, Drove's first album was great, you know what I'm saying? There's people, like, in that conversation of just coming out the gate being the hottest thing smoking. And one thing two times about, like, you mean tell me, like, the Ply's Real Testament? Don't don't count in that. Webby Savage Life? Don't count in that. Like... I like I like both. But when I'm looking at when I look at Savage Life, is, is, is the first Savage Life the one that had 612s on it? Or is that Savage Life 2? No, the first Savage Life, tell me what you know about okay, me. W-E-B-B-I-E. I'm looking I'm looking at the songs that I can take from this album and document them. It's like these are prominent songs. Like <laughs> of all like these are songs that I can immediately go back to. Is it, it but is it cause Drove did like had a, like a Drove had a commercial push too bad, you know? You know I feel like saying? it's it's people in that area like okay. They, they I think take- I wanna Elroy you <laughs> What is that? <laughs> What is Elroy? Shorty coming up in my room. I think I want an Elroy. Okay, that's what I'm saying. My bad, cause I just had to let that. That was the song of my people on my soul right now. To the same point though. I don't know. I mean, Dro Digit had like a commercial push behind him, but like it's other uncredited artists that we respect that were not get that commercial push. Yeah. Commercial push like that. So brought up. I, 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 like, I'm like, oh, you know what? Well, like, I gotta put Port of Miami in there too. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Port of Miami deserves to be in this conversation. Two twenty two was so fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant in its simplicity. Like, but I, when I when I went back, I literally went back and listened to most of most of the like. I went and listened to Wayne first album. I went and listened to Chips first album. I went and listened to Ludacris first album. When I went, when I went back, did you count as Ludacris first album? Incognito. No, not not that one. We ain't talking about. That's word of mouth. Right. That's word of mouth. That's the first album I ever bought. What the word of mouth? Yes. That's the first CD I ever purchased with my own money at the store. Like the not the Walmart version. Literally the the unedited. Full blown. That's my first album. Well, that need to be a good round one too. Yeah, anyway, first album, T.I. first album, I'm serious. 
Um, it it was a nice album. I I I, I love that album. I mean, it gave me Pussy Pop number one. Mm -hmm. It was like the southern version yeah. of the Double Down. Yeah, because his, his, his lead the, single. The lead single was yeah. the title track. I'm serious. And it had Beanie Man, and Beanie Man had just did, you know. Yeah, and it, oh, yeah. it, it didn't it didn't but go he, the way he wanted it to. I mean, but he had Dope Boys in the trap. You know, he had. Had he, uh, had he released the first that single? Yeah, the first T.I. versus T.I.P. Dope Boys in the trap. Oh, do it, baby. Stick it, baby. Uh, Hotel. Hotel. Oh, oh, come on. Yeah. Come on. Uh, come on. Bro, like still he, ain't for game or still ain't for no, still ain't for game myself. Was on I'm serious, but yeah. was that on um mm -mm, trap music? I, 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 I thought that was on trap music. Spoiled rot, dead fresh with no daddy fresh. Yeah, still ain't for game myself. I got Yeah, still ain't for game myself. Was it's one of one of Ti's most beautiful songs. Yeah, like I missed that too, but. Yeah. Snipe said, uh, T.I. Trap Music, Ross Porter, Miami, and Bun B first solo. Mm. I mean, Trill, Trill was Trill nice, was, but Trill two was... Trill was better for me. Okay. Hold up, did Trill have, uh... Trill had throw... keep on pushing and I get thrown on him. And yeah. he had, uh, yeah. uh, what's the song, uh, when he was talking, the story that he was talking about with him, what's the name of, what's the yeah, name of this goddamn got song? No, that's, no, that's not. No, that was, that was two Trill. That was, uh, yeah, everything was two Trill. Yeah, yeah, with uh, David Banner, uh, Ross, and uh, yeah, eight ball JG on. This is not even what it. What up? Oh, oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Go take off. Is one beat really all that good without PMC? Yeah, yeah. He still has the Texas sound. I mean, but but listen. Yeah, would you rather listen to a UGK? Or just, I would take this. I would, I would rather, no, listen, I would rather have UGK. Yeah. I would rather, but I'm not finna take away Bun's ability to make music. Like, I've, I purchased Trill and Two Trill. And I liked, I, one of the things that we love the most about Bun B is his delivery. We like the way that he was able to say, he might not have been the most yeah, you know what I'm saying? But we love the, the inflections that he make with his voice, you know, because a bitch know I might just explode and slap him in the face with a pile of You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, come on. Like, we, we do love that about Bud. Like, I'm not going to say that Pimp, Pimp did add his pizzazz. Like, we all miss Uncle Chad. And even with those duos, right? Same thing. I have the same thing with Andre 3000. Well, 8 Ball and MJG. About, uh, I mean, MJG. Andre 3000, Pimp C, they don't work without the counterpart because Bun B is what ties it back down to her. Yes. Like, Pimp C is so wild and shout out. Yeah. You really. So, you don't think it could have been Pimp C Because who listened to a Pimp C album? It could have been that we was going to get a whole lot of skits. It was going to get a whole lot of singing because. Pimp and Kim was going to be on there. We was going to. You know what I'm saying? Over, let me see it. Pretty girl, come through. Him, your daddy, make me be it, bitch. Yeah, we're gonna get all of that. That was gonna be all that was on there. You were gonna be right here feeling like you had to wear a white suit and you were gonna fuck up on the bitch. Like, yeah, yeah, we was gonna get all of that. All that in that you was gonna have some linen on. Yeah. Oh, at the trap cookout. Yeah. Fuck you talking about? I'm a screwed up strictly rolling red. All that. Oh, and they be doing Pastor yeah. Trey Leonard. All right. Man, I'm not like Pastor Trey to shoot. Listen. Now he's a southern legend, but he's not a cultural legend like Pimp C. Because he didn't have that counterpart that 
allow people in the doorway. Man, yeah. y'all know me. It's PT. Yeah, uh huh, and all of that. Black on black, we black tent. I can't help but represent. Not content. I want more. Who the fuck you take me for? I mean, what in hip hop was ever made before that really sound like vice versa? That was one of the boldest hip hop songs right. ever. The That's beat right. To that was you know what I'm saying? It was like, very. Very wrong. I thought the first time yeah. I heard, I thought it was wrong. Bro, they really, rapping. they really, bro. You would be hard pressed. Like, you would be hard pressed to find a, a vice versa unedited. The little part that they scratch it. I'm talking about on the albums. You would be hard pressed to find what they. Because the stuff he's saying on that right. Virgin Mary never nobody, but she sucked. With a click of nasty concubines, it's vice versa. So she probably do the whole nine, the nasty hoe. I don't know what you I'm gonna do. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? What? What? They scratch it right there. You don't. Hey. Label was like, oh no. Nigga cannot tell me they a hip hop head if they can't name it. Cause you can't go nowhere and hit it. You had to have heard that before in order for you to know that's what was said. Because you can't even hit that nowhere without it being scratched. The nigga said Virgin Mary never nobody, but she sucked with a click of nasty concubines. It's vice versa. So she probably do the whole night. The nasty hoe, I don't know why I'm gonna go this Christmas and Satan's birth. I'ma probably smoke a pound of weed and cleanse the earth. You know what I'm saying? That's what they say, bro. I need that to get what he said. I wanted to get a genius breakdown. Man, <laughs> you don't even need all this. I just want to see. We good. 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 We that was so young. But the, but the reason why I say that is because I like all of these other albums that we're talking about. I like Savage Life. I like Port of Miami. Port of Miami is like Ross to me second best, second best, second third best album. Like I put it right there. I don't say it's his number one flat out because he got better to me and he got better selecting beats after that. I can't put the production of of of. Uh, Maybach Music 3 on the back burner and be like, yeah, Port of Miami was just his it. Everybody knows. Like, I, I have to take that album as a whole because he started painting pictures. Like, when Trilla came out, that was like, okay, this is a whole different animal. Deeper than rap. Right? Yeah. Deeper than rap. Yeah, deeper than rap. Yeah. That's the, the intro to Deeper than rap. Like, it was like Jay Z had the words to create the feeling of Mafioso. Like, Ross made it sound. You just snapped so hard with doggone vice versa and doggone Pastor Troy. Like, Pastor Troy had the best verse and he accompanied a song with Chameleon Nell and Killer Mike. Best verse on the song. That was Southern Takeover. That was Southern Takeover. I love Cooper. I love Cooper too, Bush. Why his first album was like that? Uh, he got a Grammy though. But he came back with Ultimate Victory, then Cuss and Bella had a feature, and it was two times better. When Same. I call you on the phone, you never. You know what I'm saying? He was super funny until he stopped saying nigga. Yeah. People that be buying it wasn't feeling it. I was looking to hear the word nigger on this one. What's up, Christine? A lot of people dying, not empowering them. Okay, okay, take off, take off. What if 
BET never got sold to white people in Viacom. Yeah. You just pulled your thing out and slapped it on Nick's forehead with that one, cuz. Don't know what I'm talking about. Fuck you talking about, yeah. Big old lungs. Big old. What you say? Say your, say your shit again, best friend. What, what you say? BET never got sold to Viacom. Well, uh-huh. That's crazy. Cut, I tell you that. Man. We still have a lot of stuff. You still have Straight up three of them. I'm looking at the basement. I'm looking at wild. yes, like you on fire. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that show, man. We the only people that be talking about it's that. It's three of us now. Three of us. <laughs> mm -hmm. So like it's it's a lot. Like that's a heavy that's a heavy one. Yeah. Like I can't honestly tell you what the, the fabric of hip hop looks like if BET isn't so. Totally different. Shout out to Charm from the monastery for stopping the end though. Oh, right. I just had to slide in. <laughs> yeah, Charm from the monastery. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. It was actually a show. They actually put on a lot of energy. It be they record, they they were performing. They be right here in your face. Yeah. And sometimes they have a lightsaber, and they be like this in your face. They be like this. They be like this. They be like this. I'm talking about a nigga just completely jump off the stage and jump in here like a spider monkey. You never seen that like it before. Shout out to my homegirl and her husband. They definitely, I appreciate them coming through to the album release party that I had. Mm -hmm. But Monster definitely damn near took their head off. Oh, wow. their shirts in the crowd. Yes. <laughs> she was pregnant too. I was like, I got that. No, no, no. Hey, bro. a shirt at the What song did Miracle make? Miracle, Miracle Drama Part. No, that was Pastor Trump. That's what you're talking about. Miracle Part No, Bounce is Pastor No, 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 okay. No, I'm saying they talking about it's artists that sounded the same as Miracle Pastor Troy. That's drama. That's drama. That's drama. Miracle Pastor Troy and, and drum. drum. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Miracle May Bounce. Okay, I don't, I don't even know what the head of it look like. But I know Pastor Troy. Y'all know me. It's PT. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. And all of it. I mean, I get all of it. But they had a lyrical capacity to compete with Pastor Troy. And Pastor Troy as went. Much to, as he yelled, he, he could spit. Nigga, yeah. Pastor Troy went to war since everybody said they want to be soldiers. What's up? Let go to war. Let go to war. Click. What's <laughs> up, Big Mouth? He went. He went to war with Master P. And at the time, in that time of history, P was, yeah, P, was P, yeah, so yeah, you know. P in his heyday. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. I mean, he moved everything. He moved everything. I mean, you gotta, man, you gotta think about it. Like this, this should tell you how just huge this person was. If you leave in Death Row, you got the room to go anywhere. And you go to Master P, you go to No Limit. Snoop Dogg was a powerhouse at that yeah, time. And himself. In, in himself. Anywhere he went would have been fortunate to have him. Mm -hmm. This man left there. Free agent. I've been a free agent, <laughs> nigga. 
You know what I'm saying? He left there and decided that his home was best at no limit. And then the way Snoop talks about Master P to this day. To this hmm. day. The way he talk about him to this day, like he really had that nigga living in New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? He really had a, a West Coast individual staying in New Orleans for as far as the culture. That's the reason why his 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 album at the time, what that was the um, the last meal. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, the last meal. That sounds different than his albums previously because the dude was actually cleansing himself and actually involving himself inside of a completely different culture, like. This is this. That's yeah. right. That's, that's, that's right. Yeah. The crazy. Yeah. Snoop The crazy part about what you just said is we would. I don't think we get Pharrell and Snoop Dogg had he yeah. not went to New Orleans first to realize he could switch his style. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. I don't think we get that uh, Snoop. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, I don't think we get that Snoop if he don't go to New Orleans <laughs> because that's a completely different Snoop yeah, yeah, yeah. order than what he said. He let gangster rap go. Because yes. Southern hip-hop wasn't necessarily gangster. This country rap to him. Shout it It sound different. Shout it friend died. The rival died. And he almost went to prison. This nigga out here now. I just want you <laughs> to know that you are really special. Sexual seduction. Oh, 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 sexual seduction? Yeah. Man, that shit rolls. Oh, my mama, that song go hard. Uh, edit it, then I edit it. <laughs> it does. <laughs> she might be with him, but she thinking about me, me, me. <laughs> that, that's it. Come on, listen to that. I'm going to take my time. <laughs> that's that shit. What you had? I wanted to add, I wanted to piggyback off her, too, because we got to Snoop through P. Mm-hmm. And I was just going to say, to keep in mind how big P was then, if we're still talking about the race to a billion, which Jay-Z just did it, uh-huh. the conversation has always been for the last 15 years, Jay-Z, Diddy, Dr. Dre, Master P. Hey. And this man is nowhere near the music capacity powerhouse that they have right now. Yeah. It has been for the last 10 years. Yes. So he hit. He hit. Yeah. Them MTV Cribs episodes with Gold Sillers was real for oh, him. Oh, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, man. For yeah. him. Like the man had the man had diamond Asantis on his car, man. He had twenty-two inch diamond rims. Talk that shit, boy. I'm sorry, like you can't stunt. Let me know you know what you're talking about. You can't stunt harder than that. Huh? Then they were canary. They were pastel colors. Yes, he did. But, but I, I do want to mention. Go ahead and finish your point because I, I want to talk about Diddy. I was gonna bring up another what if. Go ahead. Up. Go ahead. Before you go there, okay. I do have to talk about Diddy. Are we gonna sit up here and act like? Diddy has not continued to build his empire by trying to replicate the two artists that got him there in the first place. Hey, um, Gorilla Black. I'm straight Loom. beat Disney. Just like beat beat. I can't stand um, that, man. Hey, man. I like that song. I, I, Shut I, up! I, Don't skip past that and not say shine. I like Don't shine. say shine because I like shine. Y'all listen. He tried to do all that. And how is it that how is it that Rick Ross and Nicki Minaj were up under his management? How Gucci Mama how, managed up them better. <laughs> 
How is it that they were up under his management? How is it that he was okay with people saying that he was the down south bitch? Not Gucci Mama, Walker Mama, I'm uh, sorry. Walker Mama. Yeah. Ain't nobody never seen Gucci Mama. Diddy had always... <laughs> Diddy was always I'm, I'm about skipping that completely. Massive. When Diddy was doing work, Diddy was doing work. Yes. And when I say that, I mean like, we talking about before he bust that $40 million check yeah. um, for that bad boy imprint after he did... Fucking like we talk about we how we hold organized noise to like a production you know God group legendary mystic of the South mm-hmm. that's what Diddy was for New York yeah. by himself we don't get Juicy we don't get uh, SWV we don't get 112 we don't get Mary J Blige 50% of the 90s era music that we love mm-hmm. comes from Diddy yeah. on some hip on some we invented the remix <laughs> well the how, remix. How, how much like, how much credit do you get Stevie J in it. Huh? How much credit do you give Stevie J? I give Stevie J credit as a songwriter, uh-huh. and, but as a produ- as a producer, as a ear somebody that's masterminding albums. Uh-huh. When Diddy was doing that, he was doing work. Yeah. But after he got that check and he was able to pay people to do work for him, the quality of the work fell off. I mean, but I still and think that he was, was chasing okay that. He was chasing that. The blueprint. I think he still chasing was chasing the, that. That the, the golden globes. I mean, the golden eggs, pretty much. I don't think he was chasing the golden eggs. I think that after he got that money and he did all that work. And after Biggie was gone, and there was no one to hold that flag, he was still in a, I gotta get work done mode. And even though he couldn't rap, he was gonna make some shit happen. So I just say he don't write, he write he, chicks. He made himself the star. And yeah. he's never broke away from that. So everybody that comes behind him right now is second to his own star. But Another slip for that is the album, um, what was it, No Way Out? Yeah, No Way yeah. Out. Yeah, like, do you realize? What that album did? Victory. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you realize how many records that sold at that point in time in history? And you own your imprint. Yeah. yeah. Like. That's what I'm saying. He picked up that flag. At that point, at the, but at that point, he had his line. I don't have to write rhymes. I write checks. Yeah. And that, it was real. It was Last real. Train to Paris is a beautiful musical. Yes, it is. Yeah. So it we is. Know he can't write a damn thing. We know he can't sing. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. He, we know he got. Man, that was a beautiful album. Angels. Yeah. Nigga? Yeah. Nigga? What you mean? Yeah. For nigga. You don't wanna stay, you can go. Oh, bitch, that nigga shit. That was. Yeah. I still believe that that. Work. Yeah, he, he didn't have to anymore, but I think he still. I think he still enjoyed what Biggie Smalls and Lil Kim word to hip hop at that time. Oh, and he and he Well Mace but but Mace he was trying to mm-hmm. make Mace with Loom. Like yeah. Mace, all these it was Mace really? one twelve. Yeah. That's who you picked yes. for this. He was trying to make Mace yes. himself. Yes. He was trying to make Mace himself. Mace Loon? Yeah. Gorilla that Black lazy I'm sorry. This is, this is what this is one of those era this is one Harlem of those, world. This is one of those pieces of hip hop where my bias come in because I never listened to a word of Loom. Okay, but what I'm telling you Alpha. is, uh, what I'm telling you, Loon was nice. Loon was nice. I wouldn't know, bro. That song that, uh, that was produced by um, Brian Cox. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know. I don't know what that song is, but I know okay, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. You, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Though. He uh, made a song. Loon made a song with, with Mario Wine is on it, mm-hmm. and it was just him and Mario Wine is. No. Okay. I need a girl part two. Yeah, I part two. Uh, it was the part, part two. two. Yeah, the one with Lou. I need a girl. Yeah. Uh, 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 this uh, is uh, what uh, I need. Uh, uh, yeah, I 
thought that was the original. No, that's the second one. It was three. It was three. It was three. It was three. What was the third one? Like, who was on the third one? But Lou had a solo album, and I remember his first single. I can't remember what the song was called. Yeah, that's. But it was him and Mario Winans, and it was just them two on the song. Baby Don't Go, is that it? No. I can't remember the song. Wet Flow Man. Bruh, Lou. Was on a song with a, with the um, girls, the white girl group that he was pushing. Danny and did Kane. It. it was no, it was not Danny Kane. Them girls' name was Dream. Okay. He was on the he was on the song. The song was so crazy about you. And Loon was singing. He was in the goddamn Delta. Nigga, don't tell me I got no goddamn Loon. Nigga <laughs> 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 was in the goddamn Delta. Nigga <laughs> 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 was in the Delta. Part about that though is that Loon's background in music was like gangster music. And, yes, and but did but Danny wanted him to be Mace. And now Loon. In not loon in prison. Down she deaf in prison. That's what it was called. Down for me. Knowing what you, knowing what, I got a question for all four of y'all. Since all four of y'all technically artists, cast got the talent. Throw you in this. I'm, I'm gonna throw you in too. So it's it's 1990. It's 1995. You have the talent you have right now to do what you can do. Did it offer you a contract? Do you sign? Knowing what you know, what happens in the future. Did it offer you a contract? A recording I, I, contract? I'm going to tell you now. In 1995, if I got the talent I got now, and I'm seven years old, bro, I've been good at Netflix. I'll wait till Bitcoin pop off. Every check. Like, yeah, we got three billion Bitcoins. Just wait for it to go see Holler at me when I turn 30. Knowing what I know now, man, the fan in me, ugh, I do it just to get knowing everything I know now. I do it just to get close to uh, being in hope. You know what I'm saying? I, I literally do that, and I feel like, especially knowing what I know now, soon as shit start looking bad, I'm like, oh, let's start rock, bro. Let's do it, bro. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? So, you clear? Is it you know what we know too, or it's just the talent that we have? You you have the talent. You are the man. You are right now. You know everything. That, you know everything that transpires. Oh yeah, of course. I'm yeah. gonna go there and take I'm gonna do it, bro. I'm gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? Like you literally uproot right now. You are displaced in 1995, and you outside of a studio. You go inside. You can record a song. It's like I'm still everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at the machine and everything. I'm like, look, Diddy, there's this thing called Ciroc. You should goddamn make that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making Ciroc. There we go. I'm gonna cut you in though. I'm gonna take all your artists, though. Like, don't trust Jay Z. And the, the setup to that question was, <laughs> you can if you could control. <laughs> <laughs> like the reason that's going to be an anthem. The reason, <laughs> the reason why I had that thought was if you could like if you could take the era that you're in and go to another era and make music, like the impact that it would have. So this is like a two sider. Um, Pimp C died in 07. Pimp C P H real nigga. So I was finna go. I was, I was finna go there early. Like Pimp C died in 07. We don't get at this point in time when Pimp C leaves out, Ti steps out in full as the king of the South at this point. Like this is when Ti versus Tip finna come out. So he's the king of the South. Self-proclaimed. 
if let's say Pimp does not pass and Big Crit comes into the fold, does T.I. still get to say he's the king of the South? Yeah. Not off what he's released. Mm-hmm. We talking about the people that's going to hold him to the highest regard of being king of the South. Wait a minute. You talking about if Pimp C don't die and and and, and Crit, Crit get to meet his idol, yeah, so he, then begins, he then mm-hmm. becomes his protege yeah. the way that the other dude is? Yes. That's what I'm saying. Is Tip still king of the South? I, I don't think, think so. Yeah. It's your big homie's big homie, and I'm sitting next to the always authentic Annie's Austin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vivid voice. Yeah, yeah. And that was part one of the biggest what ifs in hip hop. And thank you for listening thus far. We want to thank you so much, in fact, that me and Anise are going to put you and your friend, any one of them you want to take, uh, we're going to give you two free meals. That's one for each of you at the Homestyle Kitchen in Bessemer. The address is 1901 2nd Avenue North and 19th Street in Bessemer, Alabama, 35020. We only need you to post your favorite Big Crit song onto the Witted Committee page with a thumbs up emoji. If you can do that after you hear this part, you have a free meal, you and a friend. And if I find out Sly told you, I want my money back. And it's going to be the return of forever, ho. <laughs> Stay with it for the money.